Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show right here at ComicStorian. Well, twitch.tv slash ComicStorian, the ComicStorian podcast network, where we talk about the news and everything going on in the world of comic books, what we've been reading, what's going on. My name is Benny. That is Sal. He runs the Comic Pop channel, if you like his type of discussions and opinions and stuff like that. And we do the show every Tuesday over at Twitch and occasionally dual stream it over here on YouTube. If you want to watch past episodes, please consider going to any of your favorite podcast networks, looking up Absolute comics or you can go to the youtube channel absolute comics where they're upload w- uploaded one week after air date this show is sponsored by g fuel where you can use the code comics and get 10 percent off of your order yeah g fuel right now they got carnage and venom i got carnage all over me when we had to film that review it was i know you like the carnage yeah i like the carnage because you know why sal you know why it's cherry <laughs> well and i want to let there be carnage you must let there be carnage why wouldn't you <laughs> anyway uh, guys yes this show happens quite frequently and we appreciate you all showing up and hanging out with us today all right so today's topics are miss marvel hulk series from donny kate's year of vengeance which is a ghost rider thing stuff about the aquaman movie that is not gonna happen ever again talks uh, about eternals review score not gonna spoil anything yet um hbo max movie batgirl uh and benedict cumberbatch confirmed to be doing reshoots for dr strange have you read any comic books you want to talk about no i bought a bunch but i haven't read them today i'm editing so much work uh this week uh but i did buy here's what i bought task force z dc vampires batman the long halloween special batman detective comics so like i i'm primed and ready but just, I haven't read any of it yet. How about you? I'm telling so, uh, Sean we need to write up DC Vampires. Uh, <laughs> yeah, DC Vampires! DC Vampires! I, I don't Schmidt. know. Why has that never been done before? I mean, Red I Rain know. is one of the best books ever selling in the Elseworlds franchise. Why is DC Vampires? I have not actually read comic books. Well, I read Nailbiter. I've never okay. read... Okay, you want to know something hilarious. So we, I read Nailbiter, recorded Nailbiter for the channel. It'll be coming out this week, guys. Cool. I read, I read Nailbiter. It's a, it's a horror story about a, a serial killer. Yes. And as I do, whenever I do indie books, I was then going to reach out to the writer to see what they would want promoted. I didn't know Joshua Williamson wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. I'm sure he's like, knock yourself out. Who cares? It's over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too busy. I'm neck deep in Batman right now. I don't, I don't worry about that. So I just found it hilarious because I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I know him. I could just call him. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. But what I have read, what I have read is manga. Am I allowed to talk about manga in our absolute comic show? Why not? As, as, as I'm co-owner, right? I can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, now it's absolute manga. <laughs> so I read a manga. So we're doing Manga Storian, which is a channel we've relaunched recently, but it's been a lot of old videos getting re-uploaded. When you when the channel gets shut down and you've saved 800 videos, I mean, you kind of start re-uploading the old stuff. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. Um, so I, what we've been doing is looking for series to cover, and we cover, we're covering solo leveling. We're doing the Honkai Impact 3 manga. We're doing the Genshin manga. We're doing um, Chainsaw Man. Right. And I was like, well, we need some good clickbait. And what's good clickbait? TNA, Sal. Yes. TNA. Yes. So I started downloading a bunch of TNA-centric manga uh-huh. with the goal of finding ones that have story. Oh, so yeah. that I'm not going to get to volume. Right, right. So, well, no, legitimately, because TNA manga is great for one volume. 
Yeah. You know, you're like, ah, cool. Look at half naked girls. Yay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But by volume five, not so much. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, come on, give it up. High school yeah. of the dead. And is that one of them? No, no. Well, well, we're doing um high rise invasion. That is on, <laughs> on that list. Okay. So, but I found one and it's actually really cool. It's called uh level one demon Lord and one room hero. Okay. Okay, and the cover's got the 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 second volume's got a girl's butt just on the cover. So that's yeah. why I was like, oh, this is gonna be a great thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, but the story, I was actually shocked, and this is actually one Dan I think would really, really enjoy. So I hope he's listening up because we have it on comicsology. I think you had him at butts. <laughs> I'm gonna break Dan in for just a moment on this. Did we have you at butts or when I told you to look? A little bit of both. Oh, it's a little bit of both. Um, the story is imagine your like dragon quest party having beat the demon Lord at the end of the story and it's over. Oh, it's this one. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that. But now it's 10 years later, the demon Lord is resurrecting and he decides that he's going to go find his old nemesis, Max, the guy that has defeated him. Okay. Only to find out Max lives in a one room apartment and is nothing but in the tabloids and doesn't do anything useful with his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your great so enemy the, became a loser yeah yeah so the demon lord decides he's going to move in and train max to have a nice battle again ah, see. so it's hook is what <laughs> it's hook yeah but it's it's cool because it's like all of my favorite rpgs and like now we're meeting the rest of the party that was at the event yeah and the demon lord's motives are getting a little weird on it though because i think the demon lord's got a crush on max so because the demon lord is like clearly a guy at the beginning but then turns into this really hot girl mm-hmm. like to the As point where, where max is even like or, i thought you were a guy and oh, the demon no. lord's just like does it matter and i'm just like he's like nope you could change shape does it right. <laughs> yeah so it's just a lot of fun it's like a good comedy but there seems to be like a nice underlying story and that's what i've been reading recently i read that one i read more chainsaw man um, and I've just been trying to find stuff for Manga Storian right gotcha. now, so I've been doing a lot gotcha. of that. Cool. Uh, bye, Dan. You gonna read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> well, so fun. I do recommend it. I do actually. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I outside of that, I haven't read too many comics. I've got Thor eighteen opened up, and I got Batman the Imposter, but I saw Batman the Imposter not get good reviews. How did you Batman the Imposter? I don't. Oh, think it, I didn't read it. I bought it and I haven't read it yet. Same here, but everywhere I see it, it's like, oh, it's garbage. I'm like, what garbage? is it about? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, I just haven't had time. You know, I just got back from uh, Baltimore Comic Con. I like, we had New York. I had a week off Baltimore. I'm like, ah. So I had no time to just Yeah, when I saw me. you there, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're doing another con? I'm like, yeah, I like Baltimore. I'll take the three and a half hour drive. Why not? Did you at least stay at a hotel or did you guys Oh like yeah, drive? no, we okay. stayed at the Hyatt. It was very nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's the stuff we've been reading recently. Exactly. One of the one of the benefits of me not trying to like jump out with clickbait the moment the vi- comics come out is I read them when I have time. I don't try to rush it out. You know? Exactly. And that's always good for the comic book industry. So I think I think you're good. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on to our topics then. Yes. Uh, we got new promotional art for Marvel's Miss Marvel show depicts a big change to the character's power, replacing replace Excuse me, I just went to a pizza buffet. Replacing yeah. the iconic and biggin yep. with what appears to be a Green Lantern construct. This has been a leak for a little while that they're going to completely change her power set. Yes. So that it's not just Mr. Fantastic and Miss Marvel. I actually 
very strongly disagree with this. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's hyped for them changing Ms. Marvel's, like the fundamental thing that makes her a superhero uh, and just making something up. I, I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm sure that people who don't care or know or read I mean, it. I like Miss Marvel the comic. I don't understand why if, if why change the powers. I think it's because they know they're going to do Fantastic Four and they don't want people confused. So why not have a different superhero? Because Ms. Marvel, though. Like we we have to make Ms. Marvel. And the other thing is Mr. Fantastic's power slash Ms. Marvel's embiggening power. It needs to look really good on screen. And if it's going to look really good, it's going to be very expensive. And it's a show as opposed to a movie. Like a movie, you know, build into the budget. You know, it's $200 million Ms. Marvel movie. I'm sure her embiggening powers might manifest or look better in the Marvels movie. Right. But, you know, look at the shows they made. Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, there's a CG budget, but it's a CG budget for a guy flying. Like, it's just the same character going this way. Uh, Hawkeye, same deal wanda had a lot of uh cg but it was all kind of like through the mask of the tv filters and magic like we have the we have like nebulous red energy down pat we can right right they just said she's chaos magic and dr strange is more tapping into the ancient man but why why can't you just make the stretching of mr fantastic and her look different I don't know. I don't know. I mean i i, I think they were just oh, they, i think they i think they probably this is one of those cases where hollywood just underestimated the intelligence of the audience and they were like they're not going to get it they're going to be confused or they're going to be annoyed and it, she's going to be less special when or mr fantastic will be less special when he shows up i think yeah. it's just that uh nerd nerd king 101 gave us a great super chat over here i understand why people are upset at this case i can see why kamala shape-shifting into a blonde white woman and depicting it won't make her feel better being relatable person of color who can struggle to fit in i agree like i agree with them removing her turning into miss marvel like I, that i agree with I get why they don't want to do that because in that case, I don't trust the audience not to get it. Yes, exactly. But I do think it's a very powerful moment and I think it's necessary for the Ms. Marvel run. Like I think that Kamala needs to be like, in order to be a superhero, I have to be blonde and white and then learn like, no, if I need to be a soup, I need to be myself. I think it's like, that's really cool. I think the problem with that is though, in the comics, they can do it subtly and we get it. Right. But in the show, I got a feeling they're trying to like, I, I honestly, honestly, I think the reason they're not doing that they're keeping her in a Halloween costume and not turning into it yeah. is because they just assume the audience is dumb. But the way Twitter yeah. and everyone freak out about things, they're like, look, they won't get it. Yeah. So let's not start a problem. Let's right. just have her be. But that doesn't change the embiggening not being a part of her power set. I don't understand the removal of the embiggening. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think it's just them being cautious about Mr. Fantastic. And I, and I don't like it. I don't like her having some kind of like, lame augmentation like i'm not embiggening i'm embiggening some aura or something for my money honestly this is not the change that i was expecting my change that i was expecting was that they weren't going to make her an inhuman anymore do you think they're still going to do that because they've kind of wiped them out of existence i don't think they're going to even talk about it i think she's going to be like i have powers oh like i don't think what if she says the word mutant well then Probably about 25,000 heads will explode all at the same time. Because <laughs> I honestly, if they were ever going to officially move her to be a mutant and not an inhuman, because even the comics don't do inhumans anymore. They're gone. Yeah. What was the last time Medusa and Black Bolt showed up? They died. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. They like, killed them. 
Not that this would like, be yeah. the time to in the comics reveal she's actually been a mutant this whole time. The whole time. And the show, she drops the word. Like they don't have the X-Men or the mutants officially, but they could no. say, wow, a mutation happened with my genes. Well, or someone calls her a mutant because like yeah. a mutant could just be used as a derogatory term for someone who's different. I mean, I this can imagine leak someone is, just yelling that. Yeah. The leak about her power changing is accurate. What if the leak about them dropping hints at the mutants this year is also accurate? I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. I'm just, I'm just, them. I'm just, I'm just, I got to feel, I, I feel I am going to be surprised if they don't use this as an opportunity yeah. to officially declare her to be a mutant. You know, I... Okay, so... <laughs> you seem very against this. Well, thing. no, it's... I saw Eternals, and I can't talk about it. But, like, Eternals is one of the most boring comic books Marvel's ever published. Right. And, like, the Neil Gaiman book is good, but again, it was lost on me. Uh, the Kieran Gillen book was just as good. And again, lost, lost on, on me because <laughs> I'm a dummy and a plebe. And, uh, but like, I find them more boring than the Inhumans, right? And I hate the Inhumans and I have no interest in them or their powers or their, or their kingdoms or their struggles. Like the Inhumans are just repugnant to me. I don't have any interest in them. And Ms. Marvel wound up being kind of like the cool one. Like she became like the Wolverine of the Inhumans. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like, nobody Which is funny because they even made a Wolverine Karnak and tried to make him important. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that didn't work out. But I will say I liked that Eternals movie and it is, it does end up being like its own thing. And it made me go like, oh my God, they can actually, they can pull it off. So while I don't expect them to like outright say that Kamala is going to be an Inhuman, I am kind of like, well, now that we know you can make the Eternals interesting, I guess I kind of want to see the MCU's in, in humans now. <laughs> we did. It was a show. It was terrible. But, no, 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 no. That's not the MCU's in humans. That's, that's the show. That's that true, doesn't count. <laughs> that's an ABC one. Because you've been reading all these blurbs. What's not in this list is that book, that like Marvel Studios book that came out. Where they, oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, my God. And they keep dropping. They, 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 they So much tea. It's like freaking the – it's like Boston – in the 1700s, oh. there's just so much tea yeah. being spilt. Uh, we did get a super chat. Uh, rumor has it they're making her powers come from a bracelet. So this viewer is thinking nega bands to put her closer to Carol. That could line up for the movie if she's actually going to cross into the movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, they could they could set it up where she's just a girl from Jersey City who finds these powers that are a remnant from a cosmic source that will link her to the Marvel's movie. Yeah. And then she'll go through Terra Genesis and get like a natural version of the gauntlet or the, uh, the bracelets powers. I could see them doing that, but I have no idea. It's literally just promo art, right? We haven't even seen any. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's lining up with a lot of the leaks that are coming out of her, of her show. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's gonna be real weird to see how they handle this whole thing. And I and I appreciate you not spoiling Eternals. I'm excited for Eternals. No, um, but this great. week I need to go see My Hero Academia the movie. So uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is that in theaters or is that just uh a... apparently near us? So I got a weird time on a Friday morning that we're all gonna go see it after lunch. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will say, uh just in, in regards to movies that are being exclusively released in New I saw it in New York City and uh it's one of those things where it's like you needed to be vaccinated, you needed to wear a mask, there was a lot of precautions taken. Now I I, I there was an ideal circumstance. I don't advocate going to a place if it makes you uncomfortable, if you don't feel safe. So yeah, no, I'm in that boat. Of how I feel about this movie. 
don't see it if you're like, eh, I'm kind of on the fence because I don't want to put myself at risk. Like, don't, just don't. It's a movie. It'll be there. It'll be it'll be there forever now because it's out. So don't worry about it. Like, you're, you're fine. But it's pretty dope. And I saw it in IMAX and like, oh my God, it looks really good. <laughs> they made me go look for an IMAX. Dan, is there an IMAX near us? <laughs> All right, that's Dan's opinion. <laughs> a lot of a lot of AMC's now have like an IMAX screen, which is just a slightly larger screen than the one at the Dolby Theater. Which just go see the Dolby Theater because the Dolby has the better sound. Um, writer of the new Hulk series, Donny Cates, confirmed on Twitter that Hulk will have a significantly larger threat that is teased in early issues, much like King and Black in his Venom run and Thanos in his current Thor run. So. Is Donny Cates a one-hit wonder? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> a a, a one-trick pony. Because that's... Like, I like what he's done. I'm the guy who likes big fight sequences and over-the-top stuff. Funny story. Sal was there. I made an ass of myself to Donny Cates at the party that we got to go to at New York Comic Con. I don't know if I told the story last time. I think you I did. You did not. You no? did not. So Sal, me, Dan, everyone's talking to Donny Cates, who looks like he's so done. He's burned out. <laughs> doesn't want to be there. He looks super tired. And at this point, I and half the people there have had a little too much to drink. In my defense, I have had too much to drink because Sean Gordon Murphy is bringing me drinks. So you're not going to tell him no. <laughs> Everyone at that party had too much to drink. Well, it didn't help Sean Gordon Murphy's going around going, here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I up. hit my normal cutoff. Like, all right, so we're at a pseudo business thing. I need to be a sound mind if someone wants to approach me and totally. discuss any projects. And oh, oh well, I mean, I'm not going to say no to Sean Gordon Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking to Dottie Cates, and I, at that point, I had tipped over that line. I was like, yep. man, I really love your Thor run. It got me really, really hooked on Thor. It's like, so, it's, it's it like I got hooked back in with Hickman, yeah. but then I got, but then your Thor runs doing great. He just looks at me and he goes, You mean Jason Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so oh, that's that was amazing. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I literally yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, is is Heron here? No. <laughs> is Hickman here? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, no. But just no. the way he did it, just like straight faced, tired as all hell. Looking like he's mad at the world. And I, I mean, I it's at this point it's like eleven thirty at night. We already yeah. were supposed to be thrown out. This was late. I don't even buy I don't even de- like give him shit for being tired. No. It's just like you mean Jason Aaron? Like, like <laughs> so offended. Like, he's he's not he's like, I even know. And, and, you, and you tell me you like my Thor run. I, I it's amazing. I, love I did. I missed that. I was there when he was talking. You were about like killing. right there, but we all I, had so much going on. He was. Let me tell you something. I, I, I was there when he told his "I killed Lee Price" story, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like this dude has zero f's to give. Uh, how fun. Anyway, yes, that was that was a hell of a day. But uh, so anyway, he has teased. So I I do like Dottie Kate's crossover. I liked King and Black. I love what he did with Venom. I am a fan of his Thor run. Yep. But are we just doing it again with Hulk? I got to tell you, I, I, there's nothing about this Hulk run that excites me at all. The, from the look right on down to the premise that there's another big evil threat. Like, I don't know. After all the stuff with Al Ewing and the green door and all the stuff, like, I feel like, where are you going to go from here? And it's just, just. I don't know. There's, there's nothing. I, make, Al make, Ewing's Hulk run has been incredible, Sal. It's been incredible. Right. And I do feel like Hulk just needs a breather now. Exactly. Let it like, breathe. We had a yeah. great run. 
right? Like maybe a retread, like send him back to Sakar, or yeah. maybe like do do a couple of things where it's like General Ross is back and he's in the desert. You know, something kind of like re- return to form. Like you you just shook up the, the universe with the Hulk, and and then now we're gonna do another huge evil null esque threat. And I don't know. I mean. The fact is, the, the 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 industry doesn't have room for brevity or time. Like, you can't just be like, "I'll get to that in a year." Like, no, you, yeah. Literally, no one working today who has any name cachet thinks to themselves, "I'm going to take a good three to six months to really build this up." They're like, "Nope, got to shoot my shot now," and it's got to be well, the biggest shot. It's kind of what Donny Cates has been doing, though. He he kind of he basically lets you know at the beginning what to expect. Yes, like with Thanos and with Null, mm-hmm. and then takes his time to get there right. instead of trying to get there, and we're trying to figure out what it is midway. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going to happen with the Hulk. It's going to get a super hyped up, and then he can really tell a full story. Because I do feel like that's what made Venom good at the beginning. We open up with the first arc that reveals Null is a big bad, and Null will be arriving, yeah. and then we go on this whole journey with Eddie Brock. Yep. And then we get to know. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and and even the Eddie stuff is really intimate and kind of like low stakes. Like it's just dude connecting with his son. Yeah, that's all you need. Oh, also carnage like sometimes. new son, but like yeah. you know, yeah. But absolute carnage is basically just King and Black, one point Like <laughs> you could literally read absolute carnage and then King and Black back to back and miss nothing. No, you're right. I mean, that's kind of how it was set up, though. Right. Like, I mean, when they got to the end of Absolute Carnage, they're like, all right, you either save your son, which will free Null, or you stop Null and kill your son. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, Gee, I wonder set- what he's going to pick. Yeah, you've been setting up Null for this long for Eddie to t- abandon his son. Yeah, I yeah. can see that happening. You better <laughs> eat this delicious cake, and you might win a free TV if you finish it, or you could eat this poop sandwich. <laughs> like, uh, what is he going to pick? I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. This, the Hulk thing, I honestly, I just there's nothing about this Hulk run that I'm like, yeah, and... Because Donny Cates wrote Doctor Strange, we know that he can fail because his Doctor Strange run is a big old goose egg. Like, there's is nothing it? good about it. I've that not run. read it because I'm not normally a Doctor Strange guy. Like, I tried. Right. The only well, time I got into it, I don't remember what it was, was the Death of Magic storyline. That was yeah, really that was, good. That was ta- you mean Jason Aaron, Benny? <laughs> no, I didn't say Donny Cates. I said the only time I read Doctor Strange. No, Dr. I know. I'm saying that was Jason Aaron. I'm a fan of Jason Aaron. What can Apparently, I you? you're a big Jason Aaron fan. No, honestly, like it was just if you're not a big Doctor Strange fan and you're thinking about getting into him, reading Donny Cates' run is not going to make you a fan. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's go to the next topic. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> apparently Marvel has remembered that they have a character with a flaming skull head. They they have like twelve because thank you Ryan Stegman for drawing a dope image of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2022 is the year of vengeance, marking 50 years since Ghost Rider was introduced into the Marvel Universe. Not much is known about the project, but with many Ghost Riders existing in the Marvel Universe, I'm sure it's going to be big. I love this because if we're going to rag on Jason Aaron some more, he did a huge Ghost Rider story in his Avengers run. Yes. And nobody cares. Well, he did one that removed Robbie Reyes as a spirit of vengeance. Right. Because he's not. And no one has acknowledged it since. Yeah. No, of course not. Well, look at his. I hate Jason Aaron's Avengers run. I from... like Jason Aaron's Avengers. There you go. I, I just, but it, I will it say what I want. I will say this. What I like about Jason Aaron's Avengers run is probably what not a lot of people do like about it 
it's so separate. I'm treating it as its own thing. It's it doesn't. So, it might as well be like another universe because yeah, that's no one's I mean. acknowledging yeah. it. They just referenced the Phoenix finally because they got the Phoenix book coming out. Yes, so they have to. They 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 literally can't not. <laughs> but uh, I I listen. Ghost Rider is barely a character. He's an awesome tattoo. I love the image of Ghost Rider. You can pick your favorite. Danny, Johnny, Robbie, Vengeance, whatever. They're all the same image. It's a dude with a head on fire riding a motorcycle or a muscle car. If they're willing to do anything with it, I'm on board. Good. Yeah. Like, do something with Ghost Rider. I've Ooh. wanted a prop. Like, every time they make a proper Ghost Rider book, I'm reading it the day it comes out. Yeah. And then they cancel it, like, four issues in. Oh, all- and, well, it doesn't help that it sucks. Like every The last time- one was great. The last one that had last- Johnny Blaze come out corrupted by hell. Yeah. And Danny had to catch him. And it got three issues in, and they canceled it. So we yeah. don't even know where it was going. No, you do know because they made a tie-in. I think there's an Empire tie-in. No, no, it's, literally- it's a King and Black tie-in. King and Black, okay. he shows up, and they literally make a comment like, well, if they're not going to let us finish, we'll finish here. That's right. Well, right. like, Greenlight a green will green light a ghostwriter tie-in book for king and black and that's where i'll finish the story i was supposed to finish a year ago yeah listen i love the idea of making johnny blaze king of hell but i hate the idea of making danny catch whatever the hell they turn him into the, the spirit of who gives a crap <laughs> like he's so lame looking like the one thing danny catch has going for him is that he looks awesome is that he's the version everyone thinks of when you think of ghost rider he's yeah. got the spikes on the shoulders he's got the big ridiculous motorcycle with the flame wheels and he's got the leather jacket that doesn't have like a silly circus pattern on it he's the version and what do they do change it to something else not just something else something new something that yeah. nobody wants to look at like the one thing that you should always agree on when you look at ghost rider is it looks friggin' dope yeah that's all you need and when you ruin that you have destroyed ghost rider i feel like ghost rider hasn't hit his pe- the last peak he had was during world war hulk where totally. he fought the hulk and you got to see him unleashed yes absolutely. it was like holy shit why is he never do this <laughs> right right and it's just because like because ghost rider books have only sold in the 90s like yeah. yes yes he was created 50 years ago but my point is like catch has like a hundred plus issue run and like for no reason because they're horrible yeah all, Ken- yeah all danny catch does his entire run is be defeated and leave that's his whole run it's just, I lose, I run away, I come back, maybe I do the penance stare, and then I lose again. Like, Well, the just- problem is with Ghost Rider is his power levels are insane. Right. But they try to make him operate on like a street level. Yeah, because <laughs> well, he's literally a street riding character. Like his bike can go on the road. So they're like, oh, he's street level. It's like, no, he could go, like d- any Ghost Rider could ride into whatever country or area he wants like oh there's a dictator and they're gonna blow up they're gonna fire nuclear weapons well ghost riders rides his bike into their compound and then gives them the penance stare and the conflict is over oh galactus is coming there's literally a cartoon that depicts galactus being defeated by the penance stare it is one of the coolest raddest ghost rider moments and it was invented in a in a bad cartoon 30 years ago like <laughs> he could beat anybody if he was properly motivated or used properly right but you, you well, have like to when he fights the hulk yeah right. he just literally 
unleashes everything. It could break the world in half. But and you the, can't, uh, and yeah. the Hulk is even like, holy, what did I do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Even the Hulk was like, what the fuck? F, right? Yeah. No, you know, totally. and, he, and, he, and the only reason that conflict was resolved is he's like, he's like, petted Sarah. Oh, you didn't do anything that bad. I'll see you later, Banner. I love that. I, that's, <laughs> see, that's clever. Like, yeah. that's smart. I love that idea. And, like, if you want to do something with Ghost Rider, like, don't make him look different. Just put him in Asgard or, you know what I mean? Like, make him make him in love with Hela. Have Hela make her own Ghost Riders. Yeah. What, what do Asgardian Ghost Riders look like? They probably ride Skeletal Pegasi. That would be friggin' awesome. Like, these are the like, things I want to see. Like you always think about the story of like the Nicholas Cage thing where he rides out to an old town and fights this one demon. He Ugh. can ride into hell. That is literally the start of the last Ghost Rider storyline was he went into hell yeah. and defeated Mephisto. Right. Because he was tired of dealing with him. That was what he did. Like that's the power levels we're talking about. Yeah. Mephisto, the big bad devil that Dr. Strange is like having gambling matches with Ugh. Johnny blaze rode into hell, tied him up with a chain was like, you come with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And drives him on the ground. It's it's yeah. No ghost rider is cool. Looking has neat powers and could be bigger than he ever was. But, you know, but this is this is Marvel's problem all over. Because, like, is it rad to see Ryan Stegman draw all the Ghost Riders at once? Totally. Do I want to see a friggin' book with all the Ghost Riders reminding you how not special they are? No. <laughs> Do something dope and unexpected with Ghost Rider. That's it. And I promise you, people will read it. There's a Moon Knight book. People are buying it. And not That's just because right. Oscar Isaac is, Mo is Moon Knight. Like, it's because it's new. Do it's, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I... I the, uh, the problem I feel that Marvel has a Ghost Rider is the exact same problem I feel that Marvel has with a few characters, and I like to use Punisher as an example. Yes. Punisher just doesn't work in the MCU-style world. No. You can't have a guy that will mass murder an entire mafia, and then Captain America just gives him a nod. Like, you no. can't have these characters. The reality is, I mean, honestly, like, I think I was, I remember Garth Ennis used to say that, you know, all the Marvel universe was created like from the boom of the, of the bomb, right? They're all, they're all atom based. They're all nuclear based. Like they were all kind of created around the same time. Punisher was created from Charles Bronson TV serials. Like the Frank Castle is an invention of crappy, bad, schlocky action oriented, bad, like TV and movies. That, that is not a universe. That's like, that's, that's death wish. Like that's, that's its own thing. Punish that's yeah. why Punisher Max is the most successful Punisher thing ever because he's over there, he's alone. Iron Man won't show up and hit him in the head. And I don't, I don't like, don't ask me why there's a moment in um Born Again for Daredevil where Daredevil is doing some dope Punisher esque stuff, and then the Avengers show up, and it's one of the most amazing sequences in a, in a Daredevil comic of all time. And it can only work because he's part of the universe. I don't know why that moment isn't really present in Punisher, but it is. And Ghost Rider, similar situation. Every time Ghost Rider shows up in his own book, you're like, sweet. Every time Ghost Rider shows up in a Marvel Comics event, yeah. everyone else goes, oh God, this guy. Well, and the worst part is, is they have to nerf him. Because they, they, don't, they don't want Ghost Rider to like ride in the middle of King and Black 
Like, he literally was there, and they didn't have him even go up against no. No. Like, the king of the void, the darkness. And Ghost Rider's like, they got that. Right. <laughs> like, like, dude, you, get a, you, you could get a, decimate the Hulk. Why are you, you got, not even over there? <laughs> exactly. There's a baller moment between Thor and no. And you have to have Venom beat no. So you can't just, like, have in your big Venom event Thor beat no. But. You still have Thor retain his dignity and yeah. show how awesome and powerful he is. Just throw in a, you know, Stegman would have been happy to get four more pages where Ghost Rider shows up and opens his mouth and flaming chains blast out of his head and encircle Null. And Null's like, who's this dude? <laughs> you know, like, oh, I found out that like fire doesn't hurt your symbiotes, but what about hellfire? Ah, and then Null like, Hits him with the necro sword. Who cares how he beats him? He's, or it's all made he, up. It's an action figure commercial. So who cares? You pull, no, you pull. He pulls no lid and he penetrates him. And his standard oh, Ghost Rider oh. fashion, he goes, "That doesn't work on me." And he kicks right, him away. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> or, or he's like, "Yeah, I did all that. I don't oh, yeah. feel bad Wasn't, for you." <laughs> isn't that what happened when he tried to penetrate Carnage? I'll bet. I don't remember. Ghost he penetrated someone. I don't remember who he was. And the response was. Am I supposed to feel bad? Uh, like it was like, probably for Ganos. <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody. He did that to somebody, and that was their response. And that's why it didn't have any effect because he had no remorse. That's so cool. Like that, th I feel like Null would do that. I feel like Thanos would do that too. Yes. This. Yeah. It's too bad. But like, hey, listen, they're doing this with uh, Ghost Rider. He's celebrating Thanos, anniversary. Right. It was Thanos. There you go. He's gonna look cool. That's all I can ask. Just make Ghost Rider look cool. Like, remember, the, the the biggest thing for Ghost Rider anytime recently was Jason Aaron again, Avengers 10 million BC. He's riding a Mastodon. <laughs> People were like, what? I, the Robbie, well, the, 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 the Jason Aaron run with Robbie Ray is his little arc there. That was cool. Yeah. Where he had to go race Johnny, and this is before Johnny got out of hell, so you started to see Johnny was having problems. Oh, sure. Like, that yeah, was a yeah. lot of fun. Okay. But, yeah. When so, I read the Avengers, I'm not looking for Ghost Rider. <laughs> no and i do agree with you on that i like reading the avengers because it does just feel like it's separate from everything totally but the problem i have with it is i know it's not it's yeah. supposed to be in continuity just like when she hulk showed up in immortal hulk and it's like huh, oh there she's on that team right and she's savage she hulk got it like, right we gotta do that now uh -huh. yeah <laughs> yeah at least hey and this is a, just like a really quick side tangent but like they are gonna finally fix she hulk again which is like all right cool Good. Get that out of here. Let's move on. Let's make. We have let's a we have a comment here. I want I want to comment real fast. Yeah. More videos like this, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we do this every Tuesday and every Thursday at the Comic Story Podcast Network. But there's an entire channel called Absolutely Marvel in DC where I get together with Sal, Dylan, and Dan, and we talk about all the shows and everything going on. So yeah. if you like this kind of discussion, we do. We've been doing it for a while. It's it, so we've gotten good at just back and forth. At least it's true. I think we it's have. True. I think you're gonna dig <laughs> it. Yeah, check it out. Uh, but all right, next up is James Wan has confirmed that the canceled Trench spinoff movie was going to be a secretly a be a Black Manta movie. You know, maybe he probably should have said that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a got to cancel because look, look, I would love to see a horror movie with the Trench. Right. But I'm like one of like probably 10 people that would love to see a horror movie with the Trench. <laughs> there were a lot of people who really boosted it. For me, I was just like, don't make a weird Trench movie starring nobody. I don't want to watch a Trench movie. Like, I like that. I, I like that sequence. It's one of the best sequences in the Aquaman movie is when they when they're on the boat. There's that gorgeous wide shot of the of, of the creatures like jumping onto the boat. And it's like really cool looking. It's just like 
but what is there? Like, what what yeah. is the story? I don't care. Horror is meaningless if I don't care about who is being horrored. So yeah. in this case, okay, we're going back to the trench. Why? For what reason? Who's involved? What is going on? Not Aquaman, so it doesn't matter to me. Like, who's the protagonist? But if you tell me, oh, I'm going to do like a side Black Manta movie, or it's going to be like a Black Manta spinoff movie that will take place at the trench, then it's like, oh, like now, now public opinion may be like more towards your your position because right now or at rather when everyone heard about it all you heard was horror movie in the trench and it's yeah. like that's cool but like how do you get hollywood to give you a hundred million dollars to make that movie i i love the idea that dc's just because i've always said this is the beginning i and people are like oh, you're wrong i don't care i can have an opinion and i'm allowed to do that and i have this big channel and i can say my opinion so exactly <laughs> no, totally totally marvel's villains have always sucked because yeah. they don't leave them as villains and that's you. Oh, yeah, oh no! Well, not even this. I'm talking yeah, comic. Yeah. Like Doctor Doom is a great villain, and then he's like, "By the way, I'm also kind of a good guy." Dude, you know what I mean? That, like, I mean, like that's just that's just marketing. Marvel has always been like, "You mean to tell me that this villain is so popular that they could sell their own book?" Loki. Loki is a great villain. Hell, oh, by the way, to, now he's a good guy. Not like go back thirty years. Sabretooth. They made him Sabretooth. a hero. He had his own yeah. book, and he was a bad guy. They like, did that recently in Axis. He was a yeah. good guy in Axis. Right. Look at that whole event where every villain that hadn't been Carnage, Carnage was, was a, a hero. good guy. Yeah. In Axis. Like right. they they love to do this. And what I've always liked about DC is they take their villains and they 99% of the time, if they get a name, leave them as villains. You right. might get one arc where they're forced to work with the hero, yes. but they are still a villain. Right. Normally they'll turn heel by the end of the story arc. Sure. I do want to bring up the super chat real quick. Sure. Imagine a storyline where Ghost Rider has to deal with a cult dedicated to the spirit of vengeance and having oh. to deal with the repercussions. Seth in the flame, Seth inflamed. Yes, that sounds awesome. Love it. <laughs> yep. But that's always been my problem with Marvel's villains because very few of them do they keep a villain. Joker stays a villain. Yes. Penguin generally stays a villain. Two-Face right. stays a villain. I just read one of the Detective Comics storylines where Two-Face is like, what, well, I'm Harvey and I'm helping, and now I'm Two-Face. Yep. Like, oh, no, he's still a villain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the one Marvel, time. Yeah. Marvel even made Galactus a hero. Yes. Even Galactus. <laughs> and Galactus is a fortunate nature, but, like, he's supposed he's eating planets. He's the antagonist of whatever story he's in. But, no. Yeah. Lifebringer Galactus. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and so I've always, that's one thing that DC does different from Marvel is when they have a villain, they normally leave them a villain. They're, they still have the outliers, like the Harley Quinns and stuff like that, but they just get, it, it, it makes no sense to like, to stick to your guns when it comes to Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was just too marketable, too much money yeah. on the table. But even, even her girlfriend, Poison Ivy is still a villain in current yeah. continuity. Like, like, they're like, oh, Poison Ivy, come back to me. Oh, but you also want to conquer Gotham. Crap. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, Har Har Ivy's an interesting case, but I see your point. And you, yeah. and you make a valid one. I mean, look at, like, Metallo or The Parasite or, you know, Gorilla Grodd or Black the closest, Manta. The closest that most of their villains get to being heroes is normally Suicide Squad. Right. And they're still villains. That's the whole catchphrase. We're villains doing, you know. So, yeah, the point I'm getting at, though, is I've always leaned towards DC strong in the villain aspect. So they should. The Joker movie is was a great idea. Yeah, I like I, I look. I know some people don't want Joker and I didn't want an origin to the Joker. 
Me either. But that doesn't mean making a movie about the Joker was a bad idea. Obviously it wasn't. It won an Academy Award. You got a billion dollars. It was a great idea. Yeah. Black Adam is getting a movie. That is traditionally a villain. He's finally been turned into an anti-hero officially. He's on the Justice League, for God's sake. I don't doubt he's going to be a villain again soon. (laughs) I hope so. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But like, and they've always leaned into this. So the idea that they could do a Black Manta movie. Yeah. I would give it to them because so far their villain movies are doing so much better than their Justice League movies. That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, I, I, yeah, I completely agree. I would have seen that. And it's, it's a shame it won't happen, but maybe it will because as far as we know, it was pretty much all theoretical, right? It wasn't yeah. like, I mean, maybe there was concept art, but it wasn't like they started filming and then the coronavirus hit and they had to delay production indefinitely. And now it's like, never going to happen. Like, no, like, right. if, if they just go look at all the tweets, like who are in favor of a black Manta movie, just make a black Manta movie. Go ahead and give it to James Wan and make it look, uh, look, look scary. It's just funny because Marvel tries to turn their su- their villains into superheroes, and DC has this thing where they try to turn their superheroes into villains. Mm. <laughs> well, the superheroes just fight each other. Like everybody just has to fight the heroes, even the heroes. They're like, "What if we do a story called Injustice? What if we do one where <laughs> Batman's a vampire? What if we do uh, the the this other one over here with uh, with zombies and half the vil- superheroes turn villains in that one?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So it's funny. All right, let's move on to the next one because I could go on all day about this point that I've said know, a thousand and one times on this show. <laughs> Early Rotten review, Rotten Tomato scores for Eternals have been released with a 71 fresh rating from 41 reviews. By comparison, Black Widow got a 79% and Shang-Chi got a 92%. Uh, this officially places it as the third lowest movie, I think. Okay. With the only ones under it being Thor Dark World and Iron Man 3. Fair enough. And, <laughs> and well, well-deserved. <laughs> i have not seen it so without spoilers do you understand this rating why people would not, would not be lumping in with the other i, I do kind of get it uh i get why i don't get like the hate because i know that uh the second that i said like hey i really like this people are like yeah we we expected you not to like I, i'm like what it just i saw a lot of visceral reaction about this movie and uh, god only knows why I can't really, and I'm not going to, I don't care. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm going to die one day. I don't, I don't have time to waste my time thinking about why people are angry about a movie that they didn't have anything to do with. But, uh, (laughs) but I will say that like the movie is really deliberate. Like it's, it's the best looking Marvel movie I've ever seen. Like I, I, without any embellishments, I can say from beginning to end, there's, there's a little bit of dodgy CG in a post credit scene. That's all I'll say about that. But like, okay. outside of that, like, it looks so good. It's well shot. the The effects are really good. I thought that like the the Eternals, like you know, fancy, you know, uh, whatever you call it, uh, filigree effect, like how they get their weapons and stuff, was gonna look really hokey. And I'm like, no, it it's uniform, and I get it. You see Celestials, and they look awesome, and it's like it, everything about it is so explicit and deliberate and intentional and it works and i don't know any of these characters so they can do whatever they want and they borrow elements from the books you remember like the game and run and like not really the gill and run it didn't it it came out too too late but like there are elements you're like oh i know those characters or those beats because maybe i did some research or i watched a video about the eternals but for for the most part it's their own movie and they're just doing whatever they want and it's okay because like who cares like who's gonna argue what happens to cersei like nobody gives a shit so whatever uh but 
I, I thought it was just like well made and it was it was it took its time and it wasn't trying to be anything else. It was just being this thing that we saw. Right. And I was like, right. wow, like way to go. And the fact is, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It doesn't feel like like Ant-Man. You know, like Ant-Man is like Iron Man light. Ah, like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't feel like Guardians. Guardians is its own thing. And it's very deliberate. Like the Suicide Squad feels like Guardians because it's a James Gunn movie. Right, this right. doesn't feel like any other Marvel movie, despite it having a couple of the same, like, not even tropes, but like elements, like those those key things that studios are like, you got to put this in, you got to put this in. Like, Zhao did such a good job of like integrating it. Like, here's one thing that Marvel does where it's like, you'll notice every time when you hear about it, which is all those action sequences are made by the effects department. And like, so most directors don't even get to make those scenes. They're just like, no, right. oh, like, I shoot all the scenes with humans and then like the effects department like slaps in all the action sequences. It's never more apparent than it is in the Black Widow movie. The Black Widow movie is is fraught with issues and it looks ugly compared. But like this looked really good. Like the the action sequences looked like it was directed by the director. It looked like people were in them. They 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 told their own story. I I can't say enough good things about it. I was just like, "Wow." But like right. I get but I get why it's like the third lowest rated Marvel movie because it don't feel like a Marvel movie. It feels, you I know, can see if, that. if you're like, ah, like I like Marvel now, I just like to see the characters that I know come on the screen and, and, and make the quips and show me the action. I could see them being like, that was not what I wanted to see. <laughs> they, they, they know. And it wasn't even like it was philosophically divergent from the Marvel formula. It wasn't like it was like, we're all going to die and nothing matters. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's optimistic in its own right. way, but it's, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's deliberate. And I think, you know, it, because it feels like its own thing that is just technically in the Marvel universe. It's like, Oh, it's by definition, it's going to diverge from the cookie cutter review formula because it's like it's it's going to appeal to some and not others like our, our colleague jason inman he's like i feel like we saw two totally different movies like i didn't like that movie at all and i'm like then i guess it's a real movie then because like <laughs> you, you hate it and i love it you know like everyone can go like what's what what who didn't like iron man you know what i mean like right if you didn't like iron man then you must not like chocolate you know <laughs> but everyone else is just like i mean there's something to love about iron man but like not everybody likes Blade Runner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, because it's a very distinct movie and Eternals ends up being like the most distinct and deliberate Marvel movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And, and I don't like that. And I'm like, right on. But that's why I think that's why it has like the lowest, the, the lower rate. And by the way, you'll notice it's like 71. It's not like, 40 yeah i like everyone's freaking out i'm like 70 was so good for a while. i watch a lot of horror movies and that's in the 20s range right man. like did so. you see malignant do you know how those <laughs> reviews were like it was like 80 to 40 or 80 yeah. to 20 like come on yeah so yeah all right but, well like i'll move on to the next one because yes. it's hard i'm finding you're having a hard time explaining it without spoiling it that's just kind of like no well i i hopefully i didn't give anything away I no you didn't to... but that's what i mean like it's hard for you to go into no i can't get into the the, the details yeah. i like well, i don't want to spoil anything for you i will say watch both post-credit scenes you'll be glad you did okay uh hbo max movie batgirl which by the way i'm still shocked we're getting i can't believe movie. they're doing this 
has got its latest cast member in the form of Brendan Fraser as Firefly. This is this kills me only because it means that, like, I guess the Batgirl movie won't be taking place in the Doom Patrol universe. Why not? Because Brendan Fraser plays Robot Man. That's why not. But it's not like he does in person. Like yes, he does. Uh, well, there's like there's sequences where he like you know you see right but firefly could just be in a mask the whole time that's true yeah but you're hiring brendan fraser you want to see that beautiful mummy face (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm just more in shock we're getting batgirl dude and now the villain is firefly this is like one of those this is you know what this is this is the morbius movie for me where i'm like they're never gonna make that morbius movie and then like they're like we shot it and i'm like there's no way there's no way coming out it, it should come out at the end of January, which is a great time for movies. It shows the studios a lot of faith in it. Yeah, January 28th. There I feel you like go. they're just like, look, we paid for Jared Leto. It's got to go somewhere. Yep. Yep. Uh, but no, <laughs> Batgirl movie. I mean, good idea to put it on HBO Max as opposed to being like, we're putting this out in theaters. Good luck, Batgirl. Like, Batgirl before Robin. But yeah. uh, but still, like, okay. Well, I mean, we got a whole TV show that's about Robin. Yeah. Called Titans. I, you should check it out. I would argue, <laughs> I would argue that like the reason why they picked Firefly is because they couldn't remember the Killer Moth was her first villain, and they were like, "I think it's a bug." What's the Batman villain with the bug? And and some nerd in the in the intern office is like, "Firefly," and they're like, "Done." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, it was Killer Moth." Killer Moth. What is her? What what are his powers? Well, you know, he kills people, and he's got this kind of like purple suit, or it's it's green and orange. Ah, uh, shut up, Firefly. What does he do? He sets fires. We can do that. I know <laughs> what that means. I understand that. Done. Who cares? I sound like you were just doing a pitch meeting on that on the YouTube channel. They do those pitch meetings of screen rat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was that gonna be really hard for him to do? No, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell you watch them, Sal. We got. I super love that here. show. That guy is amazing. <laughs> Love your full story videos, Benny and, co- and company. Batman White Knight was my favorite video. Glad you're all still around doing this kind of stuff. We will be till they fire us. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that super chat, though. Yeah. Um, all right. Last topic of the day. Benedict Cumberbatch. I want to I put it out here real quick. Dan Rice has announced that he wrote Cumberpatch. Benedict Cabbage Patch. <laughs> Benedict Cabbage Patch has confirmed that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness will be reshooting some scenes in November, December with planned release in May. This raises concerns about the multiverse saga as Spider-Man No Way Home is also doing some reshooting. Hopefully it'll all turn out well and I won't add more delays in upcoming Absolute Comics news topics. Thank you. And I read that earlier and I know Dan, he likes to put little funny notes and I know he was hoping I was going to read that topic. Yeah. Are you happy, Dan? I am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Benny, what do you what do you think about this? Is, do you think this is indicative of some greater, grander thing? Or do you think this is just like, I mean, Hollywood just knows that it's digital. We shoot on digital. We can literally be shooting post-credit scenes until like the week before the movie comes out. Who cares? I I don't think it actually means very much at all, in okay. all honesty. I think because there's no way that they've now rewritten scenes in both of these movies. No. Because w- what has happened that would require them to? Right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, the, like everyone's like, oh my God, it means they're including this and that and the other thing. And I, these movies, Fox deal was done like two, three years ago now. Right. And the Sony so that, deal was set up. Like the only thing about, the, the only thing that might indicate there might be something is because of the recent, like, and by the, when I say recent, like two years ago now, maybe a year and a half ago, Sony and Marvel making, making up. And uh, 
but they wouldn't be shooting. doing the reshoots now. No, 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 no. no. That, that's why that I guarantee this is simply normal reshoots. Yeah. Now I just did, need to go knockout. I will say, after seeing Venom two, let there be carnage, and its post credit scene, I was convinced that they gauged the response to that post credit scene, and then shot a new post credit scene featuring Venom for No Way Home. I could see that because there is that footage of Tom Harding being on the set with the hat. Yeah. But even, even I mean, but even that though, the movie's so close to coming out. Yeah. But we know that like, I mean, the shawarma scene in Avengers was shot what? Like the night before the red carpet premiere for Avengers? Yeah. So, I mean, like we know they'll, sh- they'll cut it down to the wire. I mean, we know the Venom 2 post credit scene was down to the wire. Like it was a week before it was released. So like I could see them doing Easter eggs, tidbits, bonus scenes, maybe even like, oh, we just, we just inked this new deal. Let's cement it with this scene kind of thing. But I don't think it's indicative of like a trouble production or like, no. a, or, or a, or a whole like initiative shift for no. Marvel. Like, I think it's just like, uh, we need more pickups or we need this to the, 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 the effects team needs a different angle or something. That's all I really think it is. I don't think there's anything to this. I think it's just, okay. Cause you always hear about reshoots all the time, you know, and like every time, cause like pundits like us love to go like, Oh, there's reshoots. You know what that means? And then like the movie comes out and then suddenly nobody's talking about those reshoots because it didn't do anything. Yeah. They literally just reshot a scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we don't even know what they were, right? Like, yeah. we never even, like, are able to go, ah, you could, unless it's fan stick, in which case you're like, ah, you could literally cut out all the reshoot scenes and make your own movie with them. You really could. <laughs> for those who don't know, fan stick is literally at the halfway marker where they, they started up, the, the they had the new director. They just time jump, like, new movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New movie. Totally different movie. And it's not very good. That was so bad. That was, was so bad. So the first plane. half of that movie was great. And then they did the tie jump and you're just like, oh, oh, why did they put that wig on her? Oh, <laughs> Man, fan for, I didn't, I didn't enjoy like almost any of fan stick, but I will say that like, like you said, the first half, at least they're, they're doing something. It's, it's something. Yeah. It's just, they were uh, going somewhere. I was <laughs> on board at the first half. Yeah. I was not on board, but I was still like, oh, they're making a movie. And wow. Then, they're really, then, they're making some bold choices. Know, you know what Fan Forstick was? The first yeah. half of the movie was like me going, Sal, I'm going to bring you to Disneyland. I'm flying you to LA. Okay. We are driving to Disneyland. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Right. And halfway through the trip, I go, I don't want to keep going. We're going to Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fan Forstick is, I'm taking you to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have rerouted your plane from LA. We are going to Texas. Yep. Six flags. We're going to six flags. <laughs> oh, that's much. That is not what you promised me. <laughs> I would not have left for I, six flags. In that's Texas. literally it. I, I have, there's one, two hours away from my house. <laughs> I don't need to go to Texas to go to six flags. You promised me Disney world. No, uh, yeah. no that is Disneyland. I'm sorry, but yeah, now I'm just uh, picturing you like throwing a fit at the airport. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I just feel like, whoop. Then just get back on the plane. Well, that was a waste of three hours. Off I go. What's the in-flight movie? Fanforstick? Sweet. Action Park is... Action Park, someone in the comments said more like Action Park. First of all, eat me. Because Action Park rocks. It's in my backyard, and I grew up there. 
So you could didn't they shut that down because it's too dangerous? Uh, yeah, multiple times. Excuse <laughs> me, but like they changed the name to Mountain Creek, and I had a blast many many summers, and then returned to Action Park. You could splash, dip, dive. I've seen that movie, whatever. Johnny yeah. Johnny oh, Knoxville yeah. movie. Yeah, that Action Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's only a little bit exaggerated. Only? <laughs> yeah, only a little bit, but still. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Absolute Comics, a podcast show that Sal and I bring every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash comic story, and we occasionally dual stream it over here. Maybe we'll do it more often. I'm kind of digging having all, so many more viewers over here. <laughs> I kind of like having a larger audience for this yeah, show. Yeah, we have a, a much larger audience over <laughs> here, Sal. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Might have something to do with the two million subscribers you have. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday with more, and we'll might still stream the Thursday podcast in which Dan and I are going to talk about what the MCU does that a DCEU doesn't do and why the MCU can succeed and DCEU will never. Oh, my it God. It will never succeed. It will never. And if you want to know why, find out on Thursday. Uh, we'll also be doing our Dungeon the Dragons game, Red Hood and Arsenal, on Thursday. You'll continue to see the adventures. They are being dropped into the Soviet jungles. Ooh. Sal. Soviet jungles. Yes. I didn't know that the Soviet Union had jungles. I actually it does. I had a debate with Andy about this. <laughs> and part of the reason it's a Soviet jungle is because of our debate. We were debating. I we were talking about Metal Gear Solid 3, and he's like, no, it's in Vietnam. And I said, No, I'm pretty sure it's in the Soviet jungles. And he's like, those aren't a thing. <laughs> oh shit, that's a thing, right? Siberian tiger. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow, I didn't put that together. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yes, if you want to get more of this podcast, go to your favorite podcast network. You go to Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, and look up Absolute Comics. Give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to watch it here on YouTube, these episodes are uploaded a week later to the Absolute Comics channel, where we also put up comic book reviews and a couple other sideshows that don't have true homes. And if you want to catch more Sal, you liked his opinions, uh, go check him out at Comic Pop. They do discussion shows on a regular basis. He has Comic Pop and Comic Pop Returns. Right. And just to add more stuff to the list here of sponsorships, because we're sponsoring a lot of our own projects, yeah. Sal and I also run a channel called Absolutely Marvel in DC. The link to that is down below with the Comic Pop link, where you can go and see us discuss TV shows, rumors, movies. We do a lot more in-depth over there, including even trailer reviews, which a lot of people seem to enjoy. And lastly, I just launched it. We just launched it. I'm not going to go deep into these. Dungeons and Ale, if you want to see me and my team do tabletop games on the regular, Dungeons and Ale is a channel, and Manga Historian is back. Thank you so much, and thank you to our sponsor, G Fuel, for sponsoring today's episode. And uh, that's it. Recording over.